With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. Oh, hello. I seem to remember one natter that was really late in the past. But I reckon this is our latest ever natter. We're recording this pretty much bang on 10 o'clock at night. We're very much in in danger of Paul being late for his set at the Ministry of Sound. (laughs) (laughs) I swore I'd never be late. It is super late. I mean, my MDMA <laughs> is just about to kick in. Um, and my Horlicks has just arrived. <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. But, you know, that, that doesn't affect you, the Newcastle Natter listener, so I should probably shut up about it. How are you, Dave? I'm okay. I'm a uh, bottle of wine in. I'm tickety-boo. I'm looking forward to listening to Five Pints in, Fergus Craig and Paul Doolan. I mean, this doesn't, I mean, the government alcohol (laughs) weekly guidelines, I mean, this doesn't sound good, does it? I mean, all our listeners are aware this is a weekday night. You're at home, Dave. You've just revealed that 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, you're a bottle of wine in. (laughs) Well, she's away, so I'm allowed. Oh, right. If she was here, I'd be drinking tea or something. Right, okay. Well, good for you, mate. Yeah. What what wine are you drinking? It's a lovely Pinot Grigio. I got told by someone that Pinot Grigio is uh, white wine for cunts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's basic. Well, it just didn't feel like a red wine night. Sure, but Pinot Grigio, I mean, come on. No, no, that's Chardonnay you're thinking of. This no. is what ABC, you want to listen to on your way to the match, isn't it? <laughs> Chat about which wine wines for cunts and which is <laughs> well speaking of no no I won't finish that <laughs> sentence John Joe Shelby G- 
Right, yeah. Speaking of cunts, did John Joe Shelby uh, lose us a point, a potential point on Sunday? Is that a good way of starting this pod? You've got to start with a major talking point, so I think... Had John Joe Shelby... It, had John Joe Shelby not been sent off, might we have got a result on Sunday? I think the point is, obviously we'll never know, but our game plan looked to be playing out pretty well. We were looking to frustrate Spurs and get them on the counter. And the longer the game went on, the longer it would take before them starting to attack us and gaps to open up at the back. So we never actually yeah. got to find out how good our game plan was. Because I mean, the game plan off. was the game plan was already you could, like it was already changed because we lost Dominic in the first fifteen minutes to uh, what we thought at the time was a hamstring injury, but it doesn't look as serious as that now. And then Lejeune to go off as well by a bad tackle from Harry Kane. Um, it's one of them scissor tackles that is actually much more dangerous and much more likely to end up in injury than like a shove to the chest or you know. Something like that, which is a definite, you know, which is like a nailed on red card. So that tackle on Lejeune screwed us as well. And we don't know what, how it would have panned out had those two, like, had those two stayed on the pitch as well, because I would have expected um, us to, like you say, set up to frustrate and then, like, try and keep it together and then make changes later in the game. So maybe bring on, I don't know, maybe bring on Mitrovic or Murphy bring on, as well. Murphy or someone like that to as their legs tire because they've had they dominate possession and they pass the ball around a lot like to do like a, a Blackburn on them as you know Blackburn did against us soak up all the pressure and then hit, hit us with a soccer punch and I think that was going to be the game plan but even when Lascelles and Mbemba came on we were sticking to that and then when when Shelby when Shelby got himself sent off with I'm going to put myself out there and say that is the stupidest red card I've ever seen a Newcastle player uh, commit. Do you remember when um, Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a fight? That's fair, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, (laughs) the stupidest red card that didn't involve two of our players fighting with each other. Sure. But But it was such a pointless sending off as well. Oh, my God. What a prick. Uh, so we should talk more about that. There's a, so much more to talk about in that game. But I, I do need to say that the Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. I know. I'm sorry. I've got to, I've, you know, this is something I've got to do. And it's also something that I happen to feel very passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> listen up, guys. If you, listen, they've got a deal. If you bet five pounds, you get 20 pounds. If you deposit five pounds, Labrooks will add another twenty pounds. Fuck off! To your account. I know it doesn't sound credible, does it? But listen, let me like just a say whole twenty pounds. Let me just say that again. If you deposit yeah. five pounds, I right. mean, what's that? I mean, I live in London. That's a sandwich. Labrooks will add another twenty pounds to your account. That's another four sandwiches. That's four sandwiches. Jesus. So you can get this offer by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com I mean, I might as well say it again. It's a link, right? And you know what? Yeah. 
this is i mean i don't know if you've, if you've got access to the internet then <laughs> it's i mean if you don't have it at home then go to your local library the link is bet.newcastlepodcast.com and you regularly do adverts that's what staggers me <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I think you'd be more professional, wouldn't it? It was, it was seamless. Here's the thing. This is the way I see <laughs> yeah. it. And I'll, 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 let, I'll put my, my fucking cards on the line here. Balls right. on the table. Balls on the table. <laughs> if I'm listening to a podcast and someone starts doing an advert, I switch off. Right? Yeah. If you make that advert reading so dog shit <laughs> that it demands listening to, then you're going to take in some of that information, aren't That's you? That's a fair point. It is, right? I yeah. skip past the adverts. I wouldn't skip past that yeah. one, mate. <laughs> so, um, so, let's go through the game in more minutiae detail. Um, <clears throat> Dumb it went off very early on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, frustratingly so. He's he's not a lot of people's uh, favourite Newcastle player. But um, when it was revealed that his replacement... It was Lascelles who came on for Dummett, wasn't it? Yeah, and Clark yeah, went and Clark to left back. To... Which yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought personally that really fucked us up in the sense that we no longer had Clark in the centre of defence. I don't know if it did. I think our defence looked, even though we conceded two goals, I think <clears> our back four, even when we'd lost two of them, still looked pretty solid. They looked really well drilled. And Clark at left I mean, back, I... is he's as attacking as Dummett, and he's better defensively. Yeah. I don't think I we would, suffered would, too much. I would say that... Um... It was defensive lapses that um, that we conceded the goals from. Um, I think Lascelles lost his man uh, and Manquillo didn't cover himself in glory for Deli Ali's goal. Um, and I think Lascelles was also to blame and Manquillo to, to some degree for the second goal. Um, uh, what's his name? Davies. But all of that comes with the caveat, well, if we had... 11 men on the pitch maybe as a midfielder would have tracked um, Ali's run a bit yeah. better if if Shelby was there even if you know I'm not saying Shelby would have done it because well he's an idiot but Hayden might have had Ali I don't know but, but we wouldn't every, have been defending so much as well I think we looked yeah. I think our defence held out as well as it could have but against yeah. a very decent Spurs side 11 against oh, yeah. 10 we held out for as long as we could I don't think there was much shame in the defence conceding no. when they did. No, like like I say, every everything comes with the the caveat that but John Joe Shelby got got himself sent off, and it like the chances that we were making in the first half, um, and we made a couple. You know, At- Atu mm-hmm. deserves a lot of credit. He looked really really good, and I can't understand how their right back got man of the match. Yeah, we were talking because... about this earlier. No idea how Sky gave him man of the match. I think it was just um, a sort of sentimental thing because he's like, yeah, he was making a debut. I'm sure, I'm sure Spurs fans have talked about this a lot. I couldn't get over this whole Kyle Walker Peters thing. This whole, 
replacing a player with someone who's just added Peters to the end. It sounds suspicious. <laughs> John Joe Selvey's going to be out for a few games now. I think we just have to replace him with John Joe Shelby Peters. Yeah. What happens if he gets suspended? Is it John Joe Shelby Peters Peters, Peters? Peters. It's just the way it goes on. Oh, it just Peters out. <laughs> Very well done. You found the punchline we were looking Dave. for. I'm looking through the... We were, hat off. Hat off. We were, um, we were exchanging texts on the day of the game, the three of us. <clears> and uh, I thought we were doing all right, but you were getting quite riled up early on, Dave. You said it would be nice for us to get a touch at ball. They're well in control. Yeah, I th- well, they were. I mean, I think that, that that was just a frustration because for all in hindsight, I understand that we should have played like a pragmatic approach and, and all the rest of it. When it's the first game of the season, you're at home. It's a team that are one of the best in the in the country. You want to you want to go you want to go at them, but. That's why Rafa Benitez is a world-class manager and I'm mm. not. You know, I, I, it's that, like, fan in the heat of the moment, why aren't we fucking winning yet kind of mentality. The annoying thing is, in seasons past, we've had the personnel for doing that, but we <clears> have got a, a pretty poor Premier League squad. So like, anytime a decent team comes to us, we will have to set up like that. I thought early on yeah. we were doing all right. I mean, when you look at the... Um, stats at the end, we didn't do, do great. But early on, I mean, Gale had that chance. It was a half chance, really. He didn't do <clears> well with it. <throat> but I, th- I felt like in the first 10, 20 minutes or, or so, we, when we were forward, I thought we looked a little bit more threatening. They were you could clearly see a, a game more, plan. Sure. They were clearly a more talented group of players. <clears throat> but um, yeah. uh, I thought... We we look like we could be a little bit of a, um, I don't know, a Leicester. In the well, we talked on the preview pod last week about how we might get early season Spurs and they wouldn't really be at the races. And I think we did get that as well. So it was a shame yeah. to not be able to capitalise on it. But I think that does all come down to Shelby. Right. So Shelby. So what I'm. Let's let's talk about. We've we've brushed on it. I mean, yeah. apparently he said he's getting help. <laughs> Do you know that that interview was was made? Like he sat that interview before um, Sunday's game. Oh really? So he's like, I'm seeking help. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking help. I've got my first appointment on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it. Oh, when you get on the pitch, you've just got to be calm, and you've got like I know that now, and I'm I'm trying to work on it and stuff, and and yada yada yada. Well. 47 minutes in and he just like it wasn't it was a nothing tackle it was at, we won the ball it was it was a foul in our favor we were trying to get the ball back ali was holding on to it just being a bit of a shit house which you know fine whatever but at that stage all shelby has to do he's got he's going to get the ball back and it behooves us not to take it quickly it behooves us to like slow the game down and and you know, take stock and arrange our defence before we do anything. And the idiot, the idiot, petulantly treads on a foot. Like what? if it was what a full-blooded tackle, well, this is the thing. The I wouldn't I, be so angry. This is what I quite liked. Is um, Shearer on match of the day too was 
uh, annoyed that he said it wasn't even a stamp. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shearer was annoyed that, like, if you're going to do it, hurt him. See, I think what's yeah. been quite encouraging is we've not hung him out to dry. But I, like, people like Shearer, and it was pretty rich hearing Graham Sooness on Sky saying, like, it's a disgrace to be like this. But I think Benitez has realised we need Shelby. It's like when <clears throat> Bellamy used to be an absolute pain in the ass. I don't know if you've read the Martin Hardy second book, The Tunnel of Love One. There's quite a lot in there about how much of Bobby Robson's time was down to managing Craig Bellamy and just stopping him causing problems. Sounds like a good sitcom. <laughs> But I think at the moment, Benitez realises Shelby is the only really decent Premier League quality player we've got and we can't afford to ostracise him from the club. And it is quite good that everyone's gathering around him. Whereas if we had Souness or Shearer in charge of us, that would be like his last game for us. We'd sell him on for nothing and we'd be a weaker squad without... I swear I read somewhere on Twitter, it might have been Opta Joe, who said that it, um, the last the last um, Newcastle player to get sent off on the first day of the season was Alan Shearer. That, that was true. the Aston Villa game, wasn't it? It was true. never a send-off. Oh, God, that... Yeah, yeah. Uriah Rennie. Well, that is true. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Spurs game and we will also talk about our new signing and what other signings might be coming after this ad break. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. How was that ad break for you guys? Loved it. It's good, right? Come on to the gin. I mean... I feel like I just said the word ad break wrong. So that's where I'm at. I said ad break okay. or something. Oh. I shouldn't have mentioned it, should I? Wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't said. No. Okay. <laughs> Can we all just go home now, please? <laughs> Should we start again? We're locked in here until we've finished the part. <gasps> okay. Um, news night starts in a minute. That's where we're at. Guys, news well, night. What would Gavin Esler make of our season? <laughs> so, um, we've talked about the uh, the Shelby sending off. Um, I guess we should talk about what could have been a sending off, should it have been a sending off, the hurricane tackle. Uh, what do you think, Dave Watson? I think in the current... Like in the letter of the law at the minute, it's not a red card, it's a yellow card. That aside, I think those tackles, those scissor tackles, should be a red card offence because they're more dangerous, they're more likely to cause um, injury because of the amount of pressure that it puts on the, the joints. So it all it forces the, the knee and the, um, the ankle to extend in ways that they're not designed to do i'm guessing what it says is there's there's a force there are two forces going on the leg both yeah. in different directions right yeah exactly. that's what causes that that's what makes it dangerous mm. yeah and i, I mean Le, lejeune's it, again we thought because oh, i saw him 
Uh, like there were pictures on Twitter of him leaving the ground on crutches in a protective cast. Yeah, it looked like it could be months, but it sounds like it's not. Yeah, they've said, like Newcastle have said, like two to three weeks. Um, So if if I had my way, all scissor tackles would be a red card, but letter of the law, it's not because it was from the side. He did actually touch the ball and it was the follow-through that, that got Lejeune. So, Here's my no, issue. it's not a uh, record. In an ideal world, I wouldn't like to see dangerous tackles out there. But sometimes when people get really outraged about these tackles, I think, well, sometimes you want to make a challenge for the ball, and it's like, what are you supposed to do with your other leg? I don't know. <laughs> so with- it's just like, to get there, your other leg ends up happening to be there. It's like your natural hmm. momentum might turn something into a scissor tackle. I think Kane's challenge was more out of frustration, though. He wasn't having a great game. Yeah. He was desperate to score. He never scores in August. I think it was a, there was more intent in that than there was you reckon? necessarily on the inside. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I've not played enough football like you guys. Obviously, both of you were like sort well, of we're, low, we're professional pros. But I, in my head, a lot of these tackles that people get outraged about, I just... I just don't think they're that bad. <laughs> Even I if someone gets injured, I'm like, well, he's just trying to get to the ball. I mean, Kane did actually get the yeah, ball. Yeah, you can't legislate he? against injuries necessarily. Not any no. tackle that results in injury should be a red card. But I think no. Kane's challenge was born of frustration and wasn't and a he great was, tackle. But it was the typical was, on the halfway line yeah. for nothing. To be tackle. honest, if it's normally you just say it's a striker's tackle. I think that's all it was. I don't think it was malicious necessarily. No, I, I think um, what you have to take into account is that when he launched himself into it, both feet were off the ground. And um, that immediately means it's a reckless tackle. Because of the, the angle it was coming from, it was from behind, which is a straight yellow card. You know, you can't tackle from behind. So for it to be a reckless tackle from behind, that's why I say, like, like... If it had been a red, it would have been a soft red. But because of that as a tackle motion, I'd want those tackles to be a red card. And I think a lot of it, like Paul says, is born out of frustration because Lejeune, up until that point, like to be honest, throughout the game, even like when Mbemba and Lascelles took over in the centre of the, the centre of the park, Harry Kane didn't really have many opportunities. He had one one decent chance where the ball came through to him and um, Elliot pulled off a really good save. But other than that, he had a really quiet game and that has to go down to the two centre-halves marshalling, you know, the air apparent to Alan Shearer's throne. I think Lejeune did look, like particularly looked really good for the limited amount of time he was on the pitch. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Do you reckon he'll be someone Mm -hmm. who basically never really plays for us again, but we keep on talking about on the basis of those like 19 minutes or whatever it was. Lejeune. Yeah, or De Jong, you know. I think he's done more already than a lot of like David Rosenhall type centre-backs. I think he's... Yeah. He's not going to be he's out no for very long. He's no Claudio No. Who is? I think he's a really... He looked really classy. He looked in control. He was comfortable on the ball. And when he... Um, when his first uh, assignment is marshalling Harry Kane 
and you know Deli Ali and all the rest of them. I think he, he he came out of there with flying colours, and in two or three weeks' time, whenever he comes back, or four or five, whatever you know, however long they want to keep him safe from like keep keep his injury recovery back on track, I think he'll be a key member of our team. And I think that of all the signings that we've made, he's the one that says to me we've improved on the position. Because mm. I don't I don't see that being the case with Manquillo. I don't. Like he was decent, he had an all right game. Uh, he was decent going forward. Still have Yedlin ahead of him. Marino looked good in the what twenty minutes that he played. I think he looked um, very good, I mean, Marino. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it. and it's the one silver line to Shelby's suspension is we'll get to see Marino presumably ahead of Colback. Yeah. But I'm he looked like he wanted the ball. I don't think it will. Well, supposedly, Colback wasn't on the bench, I don't think. Supposedly, he had a training ground bust-up. Yeah. Training ground bust-up with uh, Benitez, and he's on his way out. Well, Aston Villa are interested, but it's the same with every player we've got. Sounds like Aston Villa are just interested in players that they've heard of. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, like, let's, let's talk about signing, shall we? You, you say that... Um, that uh, Lejeune is the only uh, player that is, has improved our squad in the sense of yeah you know yeah so uh, he's one for the first team yeah yeah so um, so uh, we just made a signing yesterday or maybe it mm-hmm. went through today at time of recording I don't know how you pronounce it Josalu Hozalu yeah Hozalu I think it's it's technically pronounced. I think it's pronounced. <laughs> no, that, that's the correct pronunciation. Yes. So I think it's pronounced Sibierski. I think that's yeah. how it's pronounced. Okay. Let's so, just say jo- Josie Lou. So anyway, all joking aside, let's get down to business. Um, it's just been signed from Stoke. Um, there, there seems to be two schools of thought on him. One is that uh, he's incredibly underwhelming, and that. He has a very underwhelming uh, goal-scoring record, and that he's been released by Stoke. <laughs> well, he's been he's well, been yeah, sold then, by Stoke. But yeah. then the other school of thought is that um, the guy uh, has been uh, apparently Benitez has fancied him for seven years. I read today. Oh, really? Yeah, that's almost as long as I fancied Helen Barnes. Someone at school. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. I mean, I mean, what's worrying is I happen to know she's a big fan of this pod. Um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hazalu, go on, get it back, folks. Yes. Right? He, he's been fancied by Benitez for a long time. He played uh, for Real Madrid. Uh, he made one. Of one appearance in La Liga for Real Madrid, scored a goal. 100% goal ratio. Made, made one appearance in like a, a cup, I think, for Real Madrid, scored a goal. Scored a lot of goals for uh, Real Madrid B. He's, I mean, he's... He's not going to be first choice, but the worry but is... But then his goal scoring record since then is incredibly underwhelming. And I know it's not just about scoring goals. My As worry is... Shudder um, Amiobi will attest. I think if you look at Dwight Gale, Jocelyn and Mitrovic, 
neither of them are first choice Premier League strikers. It feels like we've got depth in that position now, apart from a first choice top quality Premier League striker. I like Dwight Gale. I think he's I like a, Gale, but I don't think he's necessarily a Premier League striker. He's an. I will go to Forrest to say he's an unproven Premier League yeah. first choice striker. But I, fa- <clears throat> I, I fancy Dwight Gale to do well this year, as a testament to the fact I put him in my fantasy team. Speaking of, <laughs> of which, while I remember, thank you to everyone who joined the Newcastle Natter Fantasy yeah. League. Um. Uh, I believe out of the three of us... Shall uh, I get the standings up for... Because the listener that is top of the league at the moment... Sure. Out of the three of us, well, I think... You... Out of the three of us, is it? Is it you that's doing best, Dave? Yeah, it is. I think so, yeah. It I is. got like 64 points, I think. Well done. I think Paul's, Paul's doing worst, am I right? Yeah, but... That's, that's fine. It's one It's, one it's a game. marathon. It's one game. But top of the league is Magnus Gregor-Leinen... Well done, With 87 Magnus. points. Well done, Magnus. Ridiculous. Must have had Lukaku. Lukaku captain. Lukaku. I had Lukaku. We didn't put him yeah. captain because I'm. I had Lukaku idiot. as captain. But um, yeah. you had Lukaku as captain, and I'm doing better than you. Yeah, it's not good, is it? That's piss poor, man. That's really bad. So, I'm judging you. Yeah. Well, but you, yeah. you know who's in my team, Dave. You said that my team was better than yours. But thank you to yeah, everyone who joined that league. Yeah, but then I said you were league. better than me at pool as well, and I still beat you. Oh, bants. Thanks to everyone who joined that league. We did get 30-odd teams, so it's, so it's, be, it's good to know cool. people listen. <laughs> that is good. We've got just, to go, just to go back to Jossaloo or Hossaloo or whatever his name is, yeah, he's never scored more than, you know, he's never got double figures in a league, um, but... The the talk like talk from the Stoke City fans is that they're disappointed to see him go because he was the most natural finisher at the club and they think that uh, Mark Hughes is playing favourites by not starting him uh, ahead of like Berahino. Um They're quite sad to see him go and they think that five million's a bit of a steal for us. Uh, I think that we bought him in much the same way as we bought Daryl Murphy. That he's a you know he's he's another option. Yeah. But one of the lads was saying that he can play as like a number ten and play a, a, a you know a, a more withdrawn role. And the way I see it is it's five million from a budget that's not very big. And I can't imagine that Rafa Benitez would spend would spend five million on on a player that he doesn't think would add to the squad at the very least. Um, but then he's, you know, he's made missteps before. I'm like, it's an underwhelming signing. But then this this summer's been a a, a window of that's all we can afford, signings. really. I think, yeah, that's reassuring to hear that he can play as a number ten. Because I think if Sunday sort of put anything into sharp focus, it is that we are lacking in the number ten department. I don't think Perez is a Premier League number ten. I think he was I just think he about. He had an alright game, to be honest. He had an alright game, but the problem with him is he doesn't link up play in any way. If the ball comes to Perez, he'll run and dribble and take on a few players. We've not got anyone linking midfield to Dwight Gale, and Gale looked so isolated all game because there was no, no balls were getting near him. So mm. we're agreed that Atsu had a good game. Yep. Yeah. Which is good to see. Um, we'll keep talking about. Signing. I think Mankio, even though Sky put him at fault for both goals, I think Mankio had a good game. 
Yeah, he was all right. Like he really was, and he'll come up. He'll not come up against the likes of Ericsson, Ali, um, Dembele, and Harry Kane. He, like he's not going to mm. face that. Like the, the next couple of games that we've got, uh, he should he should show that he's he's better than we feared. Um, off the back of like his preseason and the showing against Spurs, he's better than I, I was certainly afraid of. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't think he's better than Yedlin. Um, no, but he looks like a steady six out of ten fullback. Yeah, so and he looked decent going forward. He, you know, he had, a, he, he did make a couple of decent um, forward passes. He did, he did contribute to that end of the pitch more than, more than like Dominic was doing on the other flank. So, so yeah. I've, I've got uh, a, I've got a rattle on because we're in danger yeah. of missing the last tube. Um. What's his name? Uh, did you did you watch the Mike Ashley interview, Dave? That was on. I didn't watch Star it live, but I've watched like you know quote unquote highlights. Uh, I watched it today. Uh, any impressions on on anything you'd like to say about that interview, Dave or Paul? I mean, from my point of view, it was just bollocks, really. Okay, it's yeah. all. A lot of what he's saying, he has been proven to be lying about actually in court in the past. So Expand on that. Well, just all his stuff about wanting the best. The Keegan court case and the constructive dismissal goes mm. against everything he's sort of saying. Give me a specific, Paul. It, I, I appreciate that you're specific. right. It's half ten. <laughs> <laughs> The things he was saying about like how Benitez would get all of the money that he earned, well, it transpires that what he means by that is all the money that he makes from transfers because all of the money that Benitez made by getting us back into the Premier League, because we've already had the first tranche of uh, Premier League money, that's not available to him. Similarly, the 30-odd million that we made um, in the previous transfer window um, where we sold Sissoko and Vinaldum and Jan Matt and Townsend, it doesn't seem that we have that available either. Mm. Like it just seems that he, he's making promises that are sufficiently vague that when pressed upon them, he can go, Oh no, no, no. What I meant was, and yeah, it seems just, to get, they, they, it was very pally. It was David yeah. Craig. This, this well, they're both with North Keith guy. Bishop PR. So right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he called him Craigie at the end. Yeah. Something that, I mean, my name is Fergus Craig. I've never been called Craigie. I wouldn't dream of calling you Craigie. Um, but he called him, they're obviously uh, quite pally. And um, so he got a lot of softball questions. And it'd be interesting to see uh, Mike Ashley forensically uh, questioned by someone who mm. wanted to go into the details. But I don't think many people actually bought what Ashley was saying, which is reassuring compared to before. Just seeing generally on Twitter from non-Newcastle fans seems like nobody's really falling for it this time. Yeah. Well, it all just the, seems a bit uh, silly thing... now that everyone knows that every Premier League club is fucking loaded. Yeah. And plus as well, the, the whole thing, that... thing if we don't have any money, we have guaranteed television income coming in, especially with more games being televised and guaranteed Premier League income coming in, which you could borrow against. Because yes. so, it is guaranteed money. So there's no reason for us not to have a higher transfer budget than we do. So, and, uh, and one, of, on. one, of, one of, just very quickly, one of the big things that annoys me is that he's still advertising Sports Direct in St. James's Park for nothing. 
like he's not charging himself anything to to put up those placards and those those um signage signages so that's a revenue stream that he's denying the club because rather than like because i don't know how much we could get for them maybe like a million maybe like maybe a million a season maybe a million a game i don't know i doubt it would be that much but the point is that's an area where like commercial revenue for for newcastle united over the past nine ten years that well 10 years that he's been in uh in like stewarding stewardship has flatlined like everybody every other decent sized club and bigger have have just bypassed us like sure, Sunderland have a bigger for commercial him- revenue and it's Sure. Oh, for him to say that, for him to say that it's all about what Rafa can bring in, and then for him at the for him to at the same time cut off revenue streams uh, mm. is annoying. I think uh, we all look forward to the day we get rid of Mike Ashley and replace him with Mike Ashley Peters. Mike Ashley Peters. <laughs> one final thing, and then then I'll let it go. Is one of the things he said was. Blah blah blah. You know, I'm 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 rich, but I'm not cash rich. I cha- I just can't like I can't compete. It's wallpaper, with Man City. Dave. It's wallpaper. Yeah, who the fuck can compete with Man City? Nobody's asking you to. But we can compete with Huddersfield. We can compete with Stoke, West Brom. We can compete with all these muggy little pricks. Why can't we? That's all we want to do is just spend the money that we've got coming in. Oh, what a bell end! Sure, I appreciate. We we do hear that. I mean, again, we hear a lot of things all the time that don't turn out to be true. But we hear that Joselu isn't the end of it, and there'll be some uh, some more signings coming in. Kennedy from Chelsea seems to be Kennedy on loan to come in. Seems to be almost certain. Kennedy with only one D, which I find kind of disconcerting. I think as well that. Or one N or something. Was it one N? One N. But that tells you a lot about where Aaron's is valued in Benitez's thinking, right? Well, actually, just to counter that, the, I've got a mate who's Chelsea fan who says that Kennedy's mostly play like is is best suited to being a forward and um, either coming in from the the right wing or playing up front on oh. his Todd, and that he's been he's he's basically one of those like fairly comfortable on both feet but like he's he's not I think he's going to be brought in like if he's brought in he's being brought in as an impact sub kind of thing he's I not would have, I would have thought even if Rafa absolutely loved Aaron's then the sensible thing would to be gets would be to get somebody else to fill that role that you're expecting yeah. Aaron's to fill for the 35 games a year when Aaron's isn't available exactly yeah. um, and uh there's talk of I think three or four more signings. Who though they will be or if they will ever be is up for question. Well, there's talk I've been of... hearing about Jack Wilshire. That won't happen. Which when twenty million pounds for a, a player who's never had a full season. No. Or not another okay. Well let's years. just let's just assume that's not gonna happen. Dave, what were you gonna say? There's an Austrian striker um called oh, God. Sounds good. His first name's Olaf. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> How many O's? I can't remember his. I can't, I can't remember his name, but basically, he's an Austrian striker from the Bundesliga. Yeah. He yeah. scored a load of goals. Um, where apparently. Can I just revise like, my league prediction? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We do like. It'll be fine. Fuck. I always find when you get an Austrian who moves to Germany 
They uh, <laughs> things <laughs> tend to happen. It we ends well. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> we could conquer Europe. We could conquer Europe. Very good. Well done, everyone. That was good. <laughs> so, uh, we're, now that we've found the title of uh, this week's podcast, I think uh, we should wrap up for now. But don't forget. This week we'll be having an extra bonus podcast in which we uh, look forward to our game this Sunday against Huddersfield. So uh, in the meantime, uh, store up anything else that you wanted to say. But in the meantime, uh, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. My name is Fergus Cray. Thank you. Goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.